2: may have
1: heard of us all right what's up avengers this is steven your host with phantology podcast i have my lifelong friend josh here with me and we have a special guest and friend doug who has been on before it has been a minute but we don't review a ton of marvel stuff and that's what we're doing now and so we need we knew that we uh needed you back
2: Thank you. Well, glad to be back. It has been quite a while.
1: Probably like a, a couple of years. It's, and we really need to have more guests. It's it's usually just the lifelong friends all the time. But anyway, we're talking about Echo, which came out uh, by the time this releases. It will have been about a month or so is like early January. And I, reviews were kind of all over the place for this one, which is why it kind of caught our attention and thought, you know, let's uh, let's actually review this because A lot of Marvel things have been either like kind of derided or kind of loved and this one seems to be like really loved or really, uh, anyway, let's try to give our voice to,
2: yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I have been on in a minute because you're right. Marvel has been derided for quite a while, but except for... Funny enough, the Spider-Man properties seem to be the only ones that have come out since Endgame that have been really beloved. Can't think of it. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.
1: I feel like Guardians was really good. People people generally like that, right?
2: Yeah, and it was really good. But yeah, so the the Marvel stuff has been a bit of a mixed bag since Avengers Endgame, right? Now. So but well, I'm excited to talk about this one. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I I feel like this one is the first, first time I um, have felt like I wanted to get a voice heard with with a marvel property in a long time I like i've just my opinion has been kind of the mainstream of like you know they've had some hits mostly misses and i've pretty much agreed with the general consensus that they need to figure their stuff out whereas for echo i feel like i don't agree with m- much of the criticism that has been put out and i don't agree with much of the there's been a few things i've watched that have just been universally praising it and i don't agree with that either so i feel like there there's some some good not like middle of the road but like some some good chance for dialogue that has been severely missing with echo compared to the recent mcu so
1: josh is promising a dually unique take so (laughs) definitely continue listening to hear this groundbreaking stuff
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: all right, let's jump into it so i mean just to kind of get the conversation started i mostly liked it i think Once we get more into the weeds of what was going on, there are certainly some things to nitpick, but I thought it was a solid above average show that did a lot of cool things. I did think that the marketing was weird and it was not the show I was expecting when I started watching it. So it kind of took a second to recalibrate, especially like I'm not really deep into the weeds of Marvel. So once I started watching it and Daredevil was there and then he never came back, that was kind of disappointing because I thought from the marketing, I thought we were getting a daredevil, like at least he was going to be some kind of sidekick, but that did not happen. And it was kind of weird how they advertised, they advertised it very much like TVMA, violent, really kind of lean into the grim stuff, which, you know, there was, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't as much as the marketing. It wasn't it Netflix. Seemed.
0: Yeah. It wasn't close. Okay. Can, can I share some thoughts? This is one so of the that, big Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That
1: was my kind of high level. So. Okay, Josh, keep it keep a high level and then we'll kind of
0: drill down. Okay, <laughs> yeah. high, high level. Well, with building off of what you said, I think that the worst part about the show was the marketing. I think they absolutely did a terrible, terrible, terrible job marketing. I think for two reasons. One, like you said, it wasn't that violent. And they leaned into like the like one killer drop, you know, like with the blood splatter across the screen. And mm. really, I feel like Secret Invasion was more violent than this. Like, it might not have had quite as much blood splatter, but it definitely, like, dealt with heavier themes in terms of, like, it had more people dying in it. It had more, like, it had more torture.
2: In like, I don't think there was Suggested like, violence. That's the difference, right? It Between was suggested violence and gore?
0: I don't know. I mean, there was on-screen violence in Secret Invasion. There's the guy that was being tortured in the butcher shop, and then there was, like, that whole scene in the butcher shop where they just went in and, like, mowed
2: everybody. And there, and there was the attempted civil... There was the attempted coup inside the There's, scroll compound.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was, I, just, I think, pushing the lines of TV-14. I'm not saying that one joke on TV-MA. I'm just saying that, like, this, if you took out, like, a few blood splatters, there's no reason why this wouldn't couldn't have been TV-14.
2: Well, you would have to take out more than a few blood splatters. You'd have to take out some, I think, key scenes. One being Fisk beating the living crud. Yeah. Just beating the, the the ice cream guy to death, right?
0: Uh, near death. Near death. I, I don't think the guy died. You it's don't think he died?
2: Time. Ah, that dude looked dead. Uh, but then also there's the uh, there was the the initial scene where she first realized that she was enjoying killing when they yeah. went to take down Fisk's competitors. Um, and she snapped the guy's neck. But there was all the, the other two guards that went with her. There was a lot of violence in there, too.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not necessarily arguing that they should have made this TV 14. I think it was fine. That it was TVMA, but I think that if you're coming expecting a like super violent, like Punisher daredevil style show, you're going to be disappointed when you watch this show. If that's what Agreed. you're
2: hoping for. Agreed. I, I think we talked about this off screen too, but um, I think they kind of had to put that in there because they didn't want people thinking it was like other Marvel fare um, and then letting their like 11 year old watch it to see Fisk beat up the the yeah. one guy to near death and, and the scene inside.
0: I, I, I agree. I just think that there's like a pretty much an easier line that they could have walked with being like, still flash the TVMA sign, still like make it, you know, make it so that parents know that they're turning on a mature show. That's fine. But like still it, it was marketed as like an adrenaline, you know, like fuel, like you're, you're going to come in, you're going to see like all this crazy um, death and destruction and there was some of that, but it, I, I just think it's it led up to a lot of disappointment, including me to some extent, like having still liked the show, it, it wasn't what I got excited about. Like, I think I would have well, liked it a lot more had I not watched those teaser shows.
1: For me as a, you know, a Marvel enthusiast, I watched most of the stuff and I generally like it. I, I mean, I loved the Netflix stuff back in the day and it really seemed like the marketing was geared towards those of you who liked the Netflix stuff back then. And have been kind of bored by what we're putting out recently. Here is more of like that exact thing that you used to really like. And I, I still liked Echo, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Just from that buildup,
2: it was less than what they promised. Echo was, uh, and keep in mind, Echo was something else entirely that we have no idea what it was because they had massive reshoots during that. Yeah, leading up and, and after the strike. And while I agree that I agree with everything he said, except for one point, the marketing was bad, but I don't think it was the worst thing about the show.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> but, okay. That, that's, that's on that. But uh, for, while we're on the topic of Netflix and, and people excited for that, I, it is another show that got completely scrapped and has been completely reshot and is related to this is daredevil born again. And right. they didn't just hire back the same actors. Uh, they also hired back the same crew from Netflix. So they are probably trying to, The a lot of the violence probably came in the reshoots. That's my assumption. I don't know that at all. Um, and they were probably trying to get some of that in there to give that little tease back towards the Netflix level because they, they also opened, they also in the press canonized the Netflix shows.
0: You know, I, I think that this is leading exactly to where I, I want to go with it. I think it would have been so much better had you like, first of all, They've they've mishandled Daredevil terribly in the uh, in in She Hulk that was so dumb. But, oh gosh! Like, if they, but assuming <laughs> I,
1: I I deleted that from my memory. <laughs> putting
0: that <laughs> aside, if they wouldn't have done that, but like but like even if they had done that, if they wouldn't have even talked about Daredevil on the show, and then like you go in cold, you're like, okay, this is gonna be Echo. We're gonna get some Kingpin in there, but maybe if you don't like, maybe you just kind of tease Kingpin, and then you go in and you see. Daredevil have a cameo in the episode, and then they drop like that same night that they've recanonized the entire like Netflix shows within the context. That would have, like lit the internet on fire. You know what I mean? Like that would have pro- propelled the show into the spotlight.
2: Yeah, which is why, which is why my assumption is that a lot of that came in reshoots, and that's why it, the the original Daredevil organ was completely scrapped and everyone was fired and they rehired Netflix. It like was not planned.
0: Well, but I'm just talking about specifically with Echo and the Oilers marketed. We saw like all of Daredevil's screen time in the trailers, pretty much. Like, yeah, like 90. like. So if they basically like promised Daredevil, didn't gave us Daredevil. So they disappointed everybody that expected Daredevil. Whereas if they would have just like kept that, like kept their car- cards close to their chest and then like dropped a Daredevil cameo in episode one, then like everybody would have lost their minds. Instead, everyone was disappointed that like there wasn't a little bit more Daredevil. <laughs>
2: They sort of painted themselves in a corner by choosing to introduce Echo the way they did instead of sticking closer to the comic book origin, which would have been closer connected to Daredevil because she was used by Wilson Fisk to prove to Matt Murdock that Fisk wasn't a bad guy. Like, look, I raised this girl. Look how nice she is. But Daredevil first sees her as a violent criminal killing a bunch of other violent criminals. (laughs) <laughs> so that's out of that's out of the work, right? And they were supposed to fall in love that way. That that was Matt every every Daredevil story in the 2000s was Matt Murdock falling in love with someone who wants to kill him. So it was if it wasn't Electra Nachios, it was somebody else, Electra Nachios. But yeah, and and then also Echo was the first Ronin. Oh I didn't in the know that. that's cool. So mm. well the artist later admitted that he drew Ronin. Ronin was male looking. Because it was a big mystery box sort of thing, borrow uh, that term. But and and he initially was going to make it Matt Murdock. He decided last minute to make it Echo, which works because her abilities in the comics was reflexive, like photo reflexive reflexes. So it was like she she and they showed that in the in the show also in the boxing match she could see the twitches of the muscles and everything that the boxer was about to do that the kickboxer was mm. about to do and that gave her the reflex she needed to counter it so then that's where she got her term echo from that's where that's where her name echo came from It had nothing to do with
1: oh, not the um, an echo of and
2: past ancestors giving mm. her power it was all about nice. her being able to echo people's movements which was her ability
1: This is why we need you on the show, Doug.
2: (laughs) It would have been awesome to see that too, because, and and I guess this leads into one of the other subjects I was thinking about is, and and one of the other things where it's like, I don't think the changes were objectively bad. It's a subjective change, right? So she was more like her fighting style was more acrobatic and agile in the comics. She was like, thinking of the comics, she was like five foot 10 and a hundred and like 40 pounds or something like that. So, she was a much more acrobatic fighter. Um, and in this one, they made her a stand-up brawler, mm-hmm. right? So it's, that's the change they made. And I think they had to give her that history and that story with and and tied into the theme of mother-daughter connection that they were doing uh, in order to give her that ability to be a stand-up brawler. The actress is also bigger, too. so
0: Well, and if you, and if she's dared, to me, it makes sense if she's Kingpin's daughter type thing, like, Kingpin is all about the physicality just kind of barging in and, you know, physically overcoming, overpowering whoever he's facing, you know? So I think if she saw that mm. kind of modeled herself after her, I think, it, I think it works, but.
2: Yeah. Um. So it's like, do you like that change or not? I think it works for this. I think we, we're in a, we're in a, a world where you have people who, who build suits of armor that are perfectly bulletproof inside of a cave. You have a serum that turns our scrawny kid into a six foot six beast having powers from ancestors of the past. I mean, after Doctor Strange and Loki and everything like that, yeah what's the difference there? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah, I think I think that's the kind of meta thing is I, I think that there were issues. I think that if I would have gone in expecting more of a meditative char- character study, which is what it was, then my ex- I would have maybe even been happier with it instead of going mm. in and expecting like a thrill ride and then not getting very much of that. So, so should, we, should we talk
1: about that, the meditative yeah. character story, Maya, her whole backstory and plotline through? Yeah.
2: So like I said, that was the biggest change in character for her. The backstory was completely changed. She wasn't the first Roman. She wasn't used as a as a non-violent pawn. She was used as a violent pawn. So a lot of things were, she had a similar, she had a similar character arc that we've seen in Marvel already, I would compare her character arc to Black Panther. Think about Black Panther and Civil War. Black Panther and Civil War even just monologues his character arc to uh to Baron Zemo. At the end, he says like those guys are tearing each other apart. I've been tearing people apart all for vengeance, and I don't want vengeance anymore. um And set and then the Black Panther movie is all about protecting and and bringing bringing other people in. And that sort of was her character arc. She was killing her emotional pain by causing physical pain and then chose to change and, you know, learned about her ancestors. Again, Black Panther went to the other realm, saw his ancestors, changed his Mm -hmm. ways. She gets to have visions of her ancestors, decides to then protect her homeland, uh, which happens not be a fictional nation in Africa, but instead is Oklahoma. And... And her people, and so she has the very similar uh, character arc there, with the psychological, with a few couple changes that the ancestors are connection to mother to daughter, and the the whole ancestors of power thing, and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, so honestly, I I thought the character was good. Um, I thought the car- I, we've seen the character arc done well. I think it was done well here. I don't think that that was and I don't think that was an issue at all. I think that was one of its strengths.
1: I think the Black Panther comp is good. I hadn't thought of that before, but yeah, it's really, it's it's right there.
2: I I actually did appreciate. I I think this. I've heard a couple bits of hate about the getting sister, like getting mother power from other other women in the past. I've heard some complaints about that, but I actually like. I actually kind of I I, I like that. After you know, I'm a I'm a father of three children, and I've. And there was the connection that she had with her dad, too, who also, you know, was physically violent and using that. But then it was also like I've seen there is something to that. I think there is something to a connection between mother and daughter. And I think that was a good theme. I think that was yeah. a very good theme. It's what brought her around. It's what, it's what actually, it wasn't the like I think like the mother's power of healing, pain, like it's symbolic of something that I think is real. I I do think that there is a way where i've seen the way my wife works with our daughters and there just is a way where mothers can ease the pain of their children all children not just daughters just happens to be daughters in this show but of all children i actually i actually dug that i thought that was a very awesome real thing that we haven't seen done in marvel or uh, before we've seen done in other media in more serious realistic fiction media i don't think we've seen something like that in marvel before so i thought that was unique and i like that
0: i agree i mean I, and i think it's silly to get Get that kind of hate, like you know, how many times have we explored the relationship between Thor and Loki and and uh their their dad, Odin, um, Odin, Odin? Like we got that same plot line like three different times of like Odin being disappointed and mm-hmm. then being happy and then granting them power or taking it away. You know, like we we went through that process. How yeah, many times inevitably, yeah, I feel yeah. like this
1: is always going to draw that criticism from those corners yeah. of the internet. But yeah,
0: so anyway, I, I I did like that, and we can talk more about the ending later. I do think I was pretty disappointed in the um, fruition of that, Um, like how that was portrayed on screen. I think it was very lackluster, but I do like the theme of that and how that was kind of the, the thing that she needed to do was come to term with Mm -hmm. her past.
2: And and since you brought it up, that is what I think was the worst part of the show.
0: It it is the worst part of the show. (laughs)
2: Not, not the marketing. It was the rush ending. It was the, sending the powers randomly this ability to send the powers to two other people and and it was rushed it was chopped there were some other awesome characters involved in that scene that got like 5 seconds of screen time for what they did um and we can talk about those awesome characters in a little bit cuz i do love the supporting cast of the show it was it was absolutely incredible yeah but uh yeah that that ending definitely seemed rushed I think you needed another at least one episode, one more episode to get to to get into that ending. And I thought that that was not that was not there was no setup for it. I, I don't really feel like as far as the way the powers manifested themselves and 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 that sort of thing, like it, it, the way they just came out of nowhere, is like these ghosts and then their abilities went to other people instead of going like all into her at once and her being able to manifest, use like the echoes right of their of what they had worked hard for me because that's that's kind of the i got like the one ancestor worked really hard to become a marksman and Mm -hmm. so she had that ability to be a marksman kind of like bullseye she was like ricocheting stuff all over the place another ancestor worked really hard to be acrobatic and athletic and so she was able to manifest that another ancestor was just really strong the original the first chalked off female that held up the cave so she was able to manifest that so she was able if that ending was more of like she was able to manifest all of those at the same time instead of one at a time, like the show had done in the past. That would have been a much more believable lead up just to fix that one scene. If we weren't adding a whole other episode, that's how I would have fixed that one
1: scene. So do you think the one scene was the problem or the whole lead up of the plot at the end or, or both, I guess?
0: I, I per, sorry, I know you're kind of presenting that to Doug, but I wanted to insert. I think that the lead up was really good. I think that they had positioned things in a really interesting way where you had like a big cast of characters in the town like her, her cousin or her cousins you know like her fem- i'm forgetting her like female cousin's name that was her best friend and then her cousin. yeah like you have all these like level lovable, lovable characters from around the town and then you have like these kind of baddies that have been like somewhat threatening like so if they would have had like a big battle outside of the building like in that little arena of like different characters you know you grew to love taking down all these bad guys outside Mm. and then have like a big fight with kingpin and some of his cronies inside with uh with with maya and her grandma you know what i mean like that could have been really cool and like have that over the course of an episode like fighting outside fighting inside big kind of battle going down i think it i think it had the setup to be really compelling and then they just like didn't do it
2: it was really weird and that's what I'm saying. Like those people on the outside had like five second clips. It, yeah, of it had what like one doing. shot
0: of like a guy sniping somebody with a pistol, like yeah, <laughs> 50 just... yards away. Like,
2: yeah. Which I mean, I don't know if you ever shot a pistol before. Which yeah. you can hit far targets with it, but it loses a lot of stopping power when yeah. you go outside its prescribed range. Yeah, like they had like five seconds of time. It was uh, there's a lot of awful conveniences in mm-hmm. in this show. A, a couple that come to mind is. The powers that can now transfer to other people, even though they're not the ones receiving them. And then there's also the convenience of when they realized when when she got captured and they realized that she was that she, uh, she had a, a, a fake leg, and then they gave it back to her, and yeah. then it conveniently had a knife that she had never used before in any other fight scene. So, like, there were a lot of conveniences. Uh, so yeah. it, it's like, mm-hmm. and I do think there's a term all's well that ends well. And I think the reverse is Marvel's problem. Mm -hmm. I think Marvel has had a lot of shows, a lot of movies that have begun really well and then ended awful and left a bad taste in people's mouth. Uh, WandaVision comes to mind. Shang-Chi comes to mind. These properties that began really well uh, and then just had a rushed, bombastic, unearned ending. Um, or rushed ending.
0: Yeah, that's when mm. I feel like they're like, okay, no laser battle, battle, no laser battle, no laser laser battle, and then they just like yeah. went way to the other side of like having no battle at all. Like you need something, you can have something, yeah. you can have a fight, but like you you don't need spaceships and flying people going around. But you can have like a down to earth fight, and they set that they set that up really well. I don't know they they made you care about members of this community. They made you know they they were having like her grandpa was you know a cool mechanic and he fixed her leg and he was fixing things like if he would have like you know had like a cool contraption that he took out a bunch of bad guys with like they just had all these yeah like the table like I i don't know what analogy i'm making but like setting like the dinner table like they had like all the ingredients just in the kitchen that they like never brought out to the table and then they're just like okay hope you guys had a good dinner it's like what 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 happened
2: You you bring up a great point. I mean, if she had, instead of trying to go alone, instead of rushing Kingpin's arrival to the town and all that stuff, you could have had, you know, grandma could have been taken. They would have known grandpa would have been looped in. He would have started making traps, you know? And so you've got that whole like knock out the lights and the bad guys are running into grandpa's traps all over the place. You know, you, you saw biscuits who's love that character. Yeah, Yeah. I loved Biscuits. I just thought like that was such a lovable, like good guy. Like just really, like just loved his family. Was willing to do anything for them. And he Mm -hmm. made that truck, and that was a skill. That was his one skill, right? He had the ability. He was a mechanic, and and he made that truck. And we got like five seconds of that monster truck wreaking havoc when it could have been so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been so much more.
0: Could have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, could have been way more awesome.
2: And I guess we're on. Other characters we liked the grandpa biscuits. Henry was one mm-hmm. of my favorite characters. I, was he an uncle, a cousin? I, I couldn't quite get his relationship. The bowling yeah. alley owner, Henry.
0: So, something. I think cousin. I thought he was uh, uncle. Um,
2: uncle. I think was yeah. Uncle. Yeah, he dad's was uncle. Yeah. Dad's brother.
0: I think. I think dad's brother.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Her mom's yeah, brother. So maybe? he was
1: probably dad's right because he was involved in the in some shady he, stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but he like, and that was one of the things I, I felt was very compelling about him was he was involved in the shady stuff, but he wasn't like the dad. He yeah. he was doing it because he was just trying. And like, I think you saw it. There was one scene that I really was really impressively written as a character. And it was after Maya blew up the shipment and he was talking to his underlings there, his, his like, his like field managers or whoever they were. And he was just like, look, guys, this is going to fall on me. It's not you guys. Don't worry about it. It's not you. And you could tell that he was, he commanded his crew. He had their respect. He was doing a lot of he, what he was doing because Fisk was going to roll over that town one way or the other, and he was he was basically saying, "Okay, I'm going to be the bad guy, so nobody else has to be." You know, and I, mm-hmm. I got the feeling that like a lot of the people that worked for him didn't know really what they were, who they were working for, or what they were doing. He did, and he took the brunt of that guilt on. Yeah, and he even tried to shield Maya from it, even though she was she was part of it. When she came to see him, she was like, he was like, nah, I like don't do this." And he tried to tell her to go away, and he was just going to take care of it from there. Um, And I thought he was a massively compelling and multidimensional character. I would have loved to see a lot more of him and his skill. I mean, clearly he had some. He sniped Mm -hmm. somebody with a pistol. Yeah. (laughs) So clearly he had some skill.
1: I like this criticism because I feel like at this point in my life, like I'm not as... The action, the big explosive action scenes just don't really do it. me anymore. Like I care a lot more about character arcs and development. And so the things you guys are bringing up are more of like we wanted this character's arc to pay off in this cool way and have this moment that kind of, you know, turns the tides or they're able to contribute in their small way and whatnot. And I I agree. I think that would have all made it a little bit better. I think for me, I I think I like the show probably more than both of you. Not a ton more, but at least a little bit more. And I was really just kind of there because I really liked Maya's character and her arc. And I have seen some criticism on the internet of, you know, she was basically an unlikable character and she kind of screwed over her family and just using people. And and if you think about it from a face value, like I think there are some points there. But on the other hand, I feel like that kind of misses the deeper point to her character and what she was going through. So I really liked that whole turmoil. And I think my favorite scene was when she was talking to her mom or the echo of her mom or whatever as she was like gearing up for the final fight like that was really well done and and had a lot of emotional paths for me and that that really kind of made all worth it I didn't care too much about the action I don't know unless there's like something brand new and awesome the action just doesn't do it for me anymore
2: Yeah, they definitely had a chance to be the action to be more grounded more like Netflix daredevil-esque or born identity-esque um they definitely had then they didn't go that route right they went the superpowered like hand the powers off to the so that the 60 year old lady can start knocking out 30 year old dudes and so they they went that route but yeah the the i so i don't i don't understand the criticism that oh she just did this that that sounds like it it would be a plot driven story but this was definitely a character driven story she was definitely she as a child was definitely forced into situations that numbed her and put her on this path from her her dad taking away taking her away from being feeling guilty for the reason her mother died because she wanted hot chocolate to her dad taking away, taking her away and from her entire safety net um, and her grandmother who was her safety net cutting her off to then having the only person who seemed to actually do anything actively to care for her, other than her father, being kingpin, and what she witnesses him do is beat a dude to death or near death. I, I definitely feel like her character was in was doing things that made sense for her for her story right, for the situation right. she was put in and the choices that were as a child made for her. And then how she was manipulated by Kingpin and told, like, this is the only way you can handle your pain is to cause pain to others. And that and that is actually in line with the comic story, which is uh, Kingpin had her completely fooled. She definitely believed that everything he did was good and for the greater good until she does fall in love with Matt Murdock, which is how it happens in comics. And she sees things the way they are. But I, I definitely think it was character driven. I think that was I definitely think that was a strength of it. Minor criticism. Back to what she said after she suits up is, I don't think that costume looked good. That's minor criticism. I don't think it looked good on. I think it looked better on the mannequin than when they had it on her. It just it didn't look like the same costume. That's a minor criticism. I didn't like it. So,
0: so yeah. So I think we we started off talking about my two biggest complaints about the show was was the marketing and the end. I think that it's those are definitely the worst things. I I really like the show because I really think that they nailed her character and the study of like honestly no notes almost for that like nine out of ten i'd say for her character development which was what the show is about and i wanted it to be they did a good job for five of the six episodes making it about her character and or five and a half because half the first episode was just a recap and a daredevil cameo but other than that it was an amazing character study and so that was by far my favorite part of the character or of the series and i'm good i i would take it another step further And to say that really, she's like one of the few characters in the MCU right now that I like really, really care about and really, really want to see again. I mean, there are are others, but like, do I care a ton about Doctor Strange right now? Like, not really, you know? And and I didn't even hate the new Doctor Strange movie. I thought it was fine. But like, honestly, just kind of played
1: out at this point.
0: Yeah. But like, honestly, I don't really know of many characters that I want to see their journey continue as much as I want to see her journey continue.
2: But, and and why is that? Right. So what has Marvel departed from? Cause we, we all cared about the other characters. And, yeah. and so, and, and what I, what I think is in the end, it's multiverse is the problem. It's this, yeah. it is, it's almost the over the top fantasy elements. It, it, like they they took fantasy characters like Thor and they grounded them pretty well while keeping fantastical elements that mattered. I loved it loki was the opposite of what i've said earlier where loki like started off slow loki season two started off well and then ended amazingly but there's another super fantastical element that they really grounded quite well in a character story yeah and and so what marvel departed from with doctor strange with some of these other ones was that character right and that's where Mm -hmm. shang chi failed too if you want to talk about other things we haven't talked about in a while um, it started very grounded with this character on on the base level in San Francisco, and then ended with a fight in the air with dragons, right? Yeah, com-
0: yeah, mm-hmm. completely missed the conflict with his dad. Like they didn't even wrap that up. They just like
2: exactly. Yeah. But I agree with you. We ca- we care about Echo. Who else do we care about? Right? We care about Spider Man in the yeah. that Sony is bringing in. That that ending to the latest Spider Man movie was heartbreaking. You know, he he realized he could not have it. If he wanted yeah. his friends to be happy, and so he let them completely forget about him, and he missed MIT, and he was sitting in that in that donut shop or whatever it was at the end, and realizing mm-hmm. that Zendaya's character, Zendaya's MJ, didn't even remember who he was mm-hmm. as even as Peter Parker, and then that grounds it right. That that grounds the character who had Doctor Strange in the movie, who had Fantastic Elements, who had the multiverse, mm-hmm. and yet we still actually would want to see what happens next to Tom Holland's Peter Parker.
1: So yeah. do you think the issue is reliability to these characters? 100%. It, it,
0: it's no I, I think yeah, I think that's right. I also think that it's not relying on gimmicks to make a good story and to rely on characters. Like think about Ant-Man. That whole movie was just a gimmick. Like the uh, Quantumania,
2: it, it was yeah, just a gimmick. Bring that one up.
0: Yeah, it was just a it was yeah. just a poorly Nobody there was no effort into making good characters at all there is no effort into like expanding any of their motivations it was just a oh let's go on a little adventure which is i guess fine like i'm not saying that like you know there can't be bad pulpy like mcu movies there can be but like it's just we need some more characters like maya
2: well what sinks and peter well, what, what sticks with ant-man is that they had the opportunity to character driven story here's a dude who was locked in what he thought was five minutes of time and comes out and his child, his five-year-old child or six-year-old child is now a teenager who is also scientifically minded. And you had an opportunity yeah. to, to explore what happens to a Paul Rudd loving father who missed his daughter's entire life, her entire childhood. And how does that daughter respond to that? And then they go on this adventure together and how does that happen? But again, like with the Shang-Chi and father thing, like with that one, this whole that whole relationship was also just like oh no dad we love you like i saw you yesterday yeah like you didn't miss anything
0: yeah i i agree so i think that's where that's the hard thing with the with the mcu right now is they're they're kind of leaning away from characters in most of their property
2: but that's where i'm hoping that's where echo actually gives me hope yeah because they they leaned into the character Mm -hmm. and then they set it up with characters that we did care about although i do Another criticism. I don't think they handled Wilson Fisk as well as they could have.
0: I don't think they butchered him. I think that they did a decent job.
2: With well, him. I hope. I thought he was below neutered. average. I hope that he's not a. I hope that he's not a neutered character after that ending. I, we did get the post credit scene where he wants to become uh, right. mayor of New York City now.
1: Which is like lead into Daredevil, right?
2: Yes, it would. That would definitely be a lead into Daredevil, especially if we've already canonized what happened in Netflix Daredevil. Um, I just hope that when she did her mother heals the pain trick on him, that he doesn't become like, oh, now he's the hero
0: and mm. we're gonna have a
2: replacement kingpin. I don't think we will. I, I, I I don't think so, but I just
0: look they they butchered it's... him in, in Hawkeye. They made him they had him go in and get beat up and then shot. Like that that that's how you butcher things.
2: Well, Echo did shoot him in the comics, to be fair. She did shoot well, him in the comics. I face. know,
0: but but fine. I'm not saying he can't get shot in the face. But he got beat up by, it wasn't even by her, right? It was by what's her? It was by, I can't Kate remember. Kate Bishop. That scene in the, when they were in the yeah. shop. And then, like, it, he just wasn't intimidating at all.
2: Wasn't it Kate Bishop and Clint Barton? Wasn't it Hawkeye and Hawkeye that did I it? I don't know.
0: I just remember being really disappointed. Yeah. Wasn't he wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt? Yeah he, a Hawaiian a, yeah, he
2: was wearing a white suit with his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I would like yeah. an explanation of why he was wearing that. It was weird. It yeah. was weird. that That was was as
1: bad as the daredevil suit and Sheolk.
2: yeah
0: yeah Yeah, that was bad and so to see him like okay well this is actually resembling the kingpin that he was in the comics i'm not saying
1: good but yeah he wasn't nearly like as committed or as just like hardcore as he was in daredevil i thought he was for whatever reason he just was not himself from what i remember it's been a long time since I've watched, but, Daredevil, he had, but
0: he had gotten shot in the face, and he had um gotten yeah. like, put in his place by Daredevil, and had gone through his whole Daredevil arc
2: already. So think you think fine, he but... you think Kingpin was sufficiently humbled before this? Because I was just and and you actually probably answered my question before I asked, because I was thinking the flashbacks looked more like a awesome like yeah. an awesome Kingpin than mm-hmm. he was in the murdering his interpreter yes the killing of the interpreter the sending his goons there um, in the guise of a meeting just to kill them all the beating up of the ice cream man that we keep bringing up like he was way more vicious and way more kingpin like then. and i guess if they did cameras he did go through that whole daredevil thing he did get the crud beat out of him we don't know what happened to his wife or girlfriend fiance i can't remember if they actually married or not and i
1: forgot about that character Yeah. yeah
2: So we don't know if she, like, left him, because she was like, oh, you're, like, if she's like, oh, well, you're actually a weak, a weak dude. I don't want to be around you. you. You let this blind guy beat you up. Uh, I don't know what happened to her. Uh, so who knows? Maybe he was humbled. It, it seemed like they were trying to go with him being vicious, though, the way he, like, went in there and, like, slyly got grandma to start talking and, and took her on and it was going to kill the whole town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that they went with a conflicted character that that still definitely commands a whole criminal empire and is still an intimidating force, but also has been, you know, humbled. I I think they Mm -hmm. did a good job.
2: My take is that Kingpin can't be humbled. Like that would be my problem with it then, because like, for me, if this is a guy who was fueled by a 45 year old memory of being abused. So if he just got his butt handed to him and abused, he should have been worse way worse like there should not have been like a pick what you want Maya thing it it should have been like a I'm gonna level your town while you're not home like and you're gonna come home to everybody dead
0: Mm -hmm. that's true that's true it did seem a little strange and
2: then then for her to do the whole like two-finger like I'm gonna heal your pain I'm gonna take away that that 45 year old memory from your heart yeah like give me the hammer like I don't know It, it was a little weird
0: I don't know if we see Kingpin going like keep going in his arc where he does try and turn into more of like a political like first of all you know a lot more about the comics I don't really know where this arc is heading besides like watching a few YouTube videos about it you know what I mean so
2: here's here's where they could do well with it talking about comics Dark Avengers instead of Norman Osborn is Kingpin um, okay. so Dark Avengers Norman Osborn has what was called the Iron Patriot armor which they already MCU changed that. Um, and he was the Iron Man of it, and then he got, you know, he got Wolverine's son to be Wolverine in it. And he got Venom to be Spider Man. He got all the evil versions, all those, That's you know, cool. like one of the big mm-hmm. complaints of the MCU is that the main hero in his origin always fights a version of himself. That's in Marvel comics. So there's a ver- there's an evil ver- there's an evil copycat like doppelganger of every single hero, and Norman Osborn put all those together to make Dark Avengers, right? Well, here you have an MCU where there is no Avengers. Iron Man's dead. Captain America's old and gone. The one guy who could, the one Falcon who took on the Captain America mantle isn't really starting the Avengers. And you have the Thunderbolts being the, one of the teams that they're clearly forming, but you have no Avengers. So what if Kingpin puts the Dark Avengers together? That'd be cool. Like, that's that's one route that would be awesome. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Dark Avengers you have that's not already in the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. But unless unless they make Thunderbolts Kingpin run
0: or yeah, I don't know.
2: I like I, their Suicide Squad.
0: I think that the bottom line. I think that there's room for Kingpin's character to grow. Yeah, I to, mean, to,
1: I don't know what the comic book storylines are. That sounds interesting, but involving Kingpin in anything like that would be cool. Kingpin mm-hmm. is a character I, I typically like. Gray, conflicted characters. Right? Kingpin is obviously a very conflicted person, but I feel like he's one that I don't need any kind of redemption plotline around him. Like he yeah. needs to be nefarious and conniving and, and you know, maybe he's got some deep seated issues and like, that's cool. Bring those up for sure. But I don't need to see him partially redeemed at some like half-baked thing that is obviously never going to succeed.
0: I don't know if I want to see him redeemed, but I do think it would be cool to see his interests aligned with some of our heroes at one point and see mm-hmm. them, you, you know what I mean? Like
2: like in a bigger threat situation where like the yeah, hero... Say,
0: yeah, say some third third party force is coming, like an alien invasion of New York. We haven't, where have we seen that before in the Avengers? But you know, what I mean, so, something like that where he oh, teams we're up. In with New York. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. But <laughs> you know, what I mean, like something where he has to team up with with our heroes to like conquer some yeah. bigger threat. I think would be fun.
2: And if you did go along with like the Dark Avengers thing, that would be him pretending to be good and fooling the people with Matt Murdock not be, being the being the one right. who doesn't believe it and being the one who's like, I don't believe you, and everyone then hating Daredevil. And then you go with that whole recognizable arc, which I don't know if we would like that. I guess it would depend on how it'd be written. I'm not a yeah, writer. Done. So.
0: Yeah, real quick, a few speed running things. Um, Steven, I, I, and I know you want to talk about something else too, but um, one criticism I hated, which I saw, which it was about, like, it was... This one was from, like, an NPR review I watched or something, but they, like oh it was just so dumb that they had like a superhero aspect that always bugs me when people talk about how there's like superhero aspects of superhero shows it just it just bugged me i just wanted to throw that out there like it's just weird it's just weird like you're watching yeah you you are at some point watching a superhero show so let them be superheroes at some level you know what i mean
1: i mean it started out with the, the first scene was obviously yeah, some but that, magical that the
0: thing happening yeah. so that was annoying but the other amazing thing is she didn't talk the whole series and in my mind, like, right, and, and to be fair, I don't, you know, like, I'm not, I haven't been that exposed to like, the deaf community. I've, I have some, you know, like, um, this is like, it's all something that's pretty foreign to me. But when I think back about the show, there's nothing like that. It took me a while to even remember, like, that she had, she just expressed herself so well. And like with the, you, you know, that I didn't even, it doesn't even like occur to me that I, she didn't actually have any like, quote unquote, like verbal lines in the whole show. It's amazing. That, how it's interesting
2: that, that you say that because one of the criticisms that annoyed me the most I saw was that she was not expressive; that she was just like this RBF the whole series. I'm like, that wasn't even true. But th- that was and
0: well, and that was part of her character was this like kind of intimidating, like stoic yet powerful and. And through her, and and you did see a lot of expression and emotionally
1: sh- shut off because yeah, you know, as we discussed none. before, yeah. yeah,
2: for for sure. And you do see expression. It might not be in face. It might be in body. It's in the hand motions when she's, right. spe- when, she's when she's speaking she's her out. lines. Yeah. There was a there were great breaks of that character where you could see she was reconnecting with some of her innocence. When there was a huge smile that she did when. The grandpa was cracking a joke after he, you know he he built her the new leg yeah. and the 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 pre good leg like the 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 between leg and like she 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 cracked a joke she cracked a big old smile and you can tell that there was a connection there there was a lot of chemistry between those two actors at that time and that was that was a great scene that stuck out in my mind for sure i she was definitely expressive i i don't understand that criticism at all yeah
0: i i totally agree it was like that 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 I feel like that criticism I mean everybody can experience their media in different ways but I feel like that one people were just not open to the idea of somebody somebody that's not verbal being
2: an actor you know he expresses himself in a different way right exactly mm. it
0: it seems it seems like at that point like she did an amazing job Something you know—it's interesting. I just watched Jack Reacher season one. I can kind of benched it. I've been up late with my kid all night. But it's a very similar work. a still a character comes to town, reconnects with their past, da 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 fights a bunch of b- bad guys, da da Like for the first like few episodes, he like h- hardly has any lines either. Anyway, it was just very similar. Where like I doubt a lot of people making that criticism would like criticize Reacher in the same way. Oh, um, and such a show, very, a great too. Very similar, but and it's a very similar arc where like the stoic person rolls back into town. There's some weird connections with their family. They solve mm-hmm. a mystery. There's like an external force that comes into town. That's the disrupting. Western arc, right? The, the Yeah. Correct. And, and Reacher and Maya are very, very similar characters to where they don't put up with a lot of BS. They kind of have like um, murky pasts that they don't really like to talk about. And mm. it's a very, very similar character. Um, and they both do it very well. But it's just interesting that like, I haven't heard any of that criticism for Reacher. And yet that's a lot of the criticism I hear for <laughs> for um. Echo and it's, yeah, frankly, I a think a little bit sexist. So, I think we can
1: insinuate probably yeah. that some of that I, reasons why is what I mean to say there. Um, one little piece of storytelling that I really liked was how uh Fisk had that like tech technological solution to signing, even though he never bothered to learn how to sign. Compare that to everyone in her community, her family that had all learned how to sign, but and that wasn't really highlighted, but I think that just kind of shows you who Fisk's character is pretty easily. And it shows you how, how beloved she was in the community. And, you know, her family, obviously her mom and, and dad were really well respected and loved. And obviously, I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing signing is not an easy thing to pick up So the fact that everyone knew how to do it and remembered how after all those years, I think that really kind of spoke a lot to where all the characters were at.
2: Great pull. And there was that one line where she said, you never even bothered to learn how to sign right yeah, right like how could you and and there is there is real life connection to that and i i did hear again i'm not gonna call out any channels but i did hear another criticism about that being like oh what, what but about how like why is that such a big deal well it is a big deal to people there there's a real life connection there where on the set of hawkeye uh, jeremy renner and uh, what's her name? The, the girl who plays Kate Bishop, the woman who plays Kate Bishop.
1: Haley Steinfeld.
2: Haley Seinfeld. They both learned Sign to communicate with her behind the scenes. Oh, Obviously, cool. that was also part of Jeremy Renner's character, who, had, who was going deaf uh, from his years as an Avenger. But he also did it to talk to her, like, just off, like, backstage. And, how, and she talks about how much that meant to her and that is a big thing that is a huge thing to that community to be able to communicate in any community it, that's their language right mm-hmm. you go you go somewhere else and you make an effort to learn the language of where you're at that 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 goes a long way it shows that you care and and i think that that was that was a great character moment that was a great realization for the character as well to see to see that dichotomy between this guy who says he likes me but doesn't do the effort and then all these people who have made that effort
1: and I liked that they did throw that one line in there just in case you kind of missed the whole thing that really and it's cool. I love storytelling like this because it puts everyone in their place in such a simple way. It's not on the nose at all. But once you kind of see it and, and it's almost like subliminal a little bit where you realize, OK, you know, these are the ones that love her. This is the one that does not right right there. And just along those lines, like I, I really liked the, you know, the whole disability representation throughout the show. That's awesome. like as someone who's disabled myself, like like you said, Doug, like any type of uh, connection with the community is huge. And if people don't think that's that's huge, obviously, I mean they just they don't get it. So I've tuned those voices out.
2: again, the, I heard this Chris like why did they make because echo in the comics obviously was was her the, uh, she was deaf and that was the only that was the only thing. Everything else about her physicality was fine. The right, she wasn't an
1: amputee who,
2: yeah the actress who plays her as an amputee or i don't know amputee or if she was born with, she actually hasn't publicly stated why she's oh, missing okay. that leg uh but to make that part of her character too adds that it wasn't just to quote from this person i heard check a box it was part of who that actor is and they made that they made the effort the writing effort to make that part of the character do yeah. i wish that they would have Kept out some things that were kind of convenient, like the the stupid idiot who's kidnapped her and gave her back the leg that had the knife in it. <laughs> Could she have overcome that and over, like, had that struggle to overcome that? Yeah, that would have been really cool. And then get it back, you know, for yeah. herself without the leg and then get the leg back and shown that she was strong with or without the the artificial leg. That would have been cool. So I would have liked seeing that, that little lack of convenience. But to make, for the writers to make the effort to make that part of her character. I think was a good thing. I think it added depth to the character. In, and to show and, and they didn't just do it randomly. It was like that it was also part of her guilt, right? So it was a physical it was a scar because she in the in the show, she lost it when her mom died. And yeah. so it, and and it was a symbol when the grandfather gave her that new one that had all the symbolism of her tribe on it. Mm -hmm. It was a symbol of her going back to that. And then the, and the healing and it's interesting that they chose a symbol of something that wasn't actually a biological body part that healed uh, uh, for her emotional pain, because that was something she lost when she lost her mom, which was the beginning of this whole thing.
1: Yeah. Well said. Any other like quick hitter last things to wrap on this?
0: just again um we started off we spent most of the time on things that we didn't like i think that this is one of the best mc projects we've done in a long time gives me a lot of hope for where they're going in the future it was definitely flawed it was definitely you could tell that they did not pull off the ending they did not stick the landing there's a lot of reasons for that i think but i think that the core of what they were trying to do with having a good character study on like this is what the mcu needs to do moving forward and could it have been better yes but they need to spotlight like these characters, they need to give them good, compelling arcs, they need to make them relatable, and they can tie it into fantasy or they can tie it into a multiverse, they can tie it into the rest of the MCU, but they need to put these characters first. And the show did a great job of that. So it's kind of building back my hope that they know what's going on. I also, you know, we didn't really talk about that meta part of it. I think that this is good that they're kind of branding this like marvel spotlight or searchlight or whatever um, branding it was because i think it does give people a little bit more confidence to say well i haven't followed everything in the mcu but this is promising that i can get the whole story contained within this project and i think that that's great branding. Hmm.
2: i concur I, de- I think it's definitely a step in the right direction i think if if there's one good things that the critical corners of the internet have done i think it is push on away from what from what they've done wrong uh, and and towards these more grounded character studies i'm glad that they opted to rehire the netflix crew to do daredevil born again and i hope that that is i hope that this show and that little bit of studio news is a, a step in the right direction i definitely think this was good i think overall ending this was enjoyable and a step in the right direction i've probably seen lately and and remember we all liked Thor after Ragnarok, right? The, and this was this was arguably a better character story than the first Thor movie. So, I, the criticisms aside, this was this was a good project, and it was a going in the right direction. And people need to chill out.
0: It, it blows my mind that <laughs> this is the second lowest rated MCU project. I can't get my head around it. I can't. I, get how
2: how, it. how is it the second? lowest? so like, dumb.
0: It's so dumb. It's one of the. I, it's definitely like a tier marvel in my
2: opinion how is ant-man and the wasp rated higher than this yeah, I, like, that, what are we
0: doing what are we doing that, that makes this no is, sense to me it's crazy it's insane mm. that's why I, I we haven't talked about that that is what blows my mind this is a good show it failed at then there's no question about that but the you know it was a fantastic not it was a great show that deserves a lot more recognition and that they didn't know how to market quite and that people probably gave people the wrong expectations coming in so i could see somebody coming in watching the first two episodes and being like this isn't what i thought and then going and rating it poorly but like mm-hmm. for anybody that stuck through and saw this character study and saw the the performances that were on display it was a it was a solid solid show that that does not deserve that
1: Thing. I didn't know it was rated that low. I guess I. I think
0: actually, I think that's just like the Rotten Tomato score, and maybe yeah, that's changed. Yeah. But that—that's that, what it got a lot of coverage for.
2: It was the Rotten Tomato score, and it makes no sense because it's, it, hmm. it's not even the audience score. It's not even the those critical corners of the internet we're talking about. It, it was the it was the critic score, and it, it, that makes no sense.
0: Though. Yeah, you come on, and, and hmm. it was just annoying because every critic I saw, like, just the reasons why they didn't like it was so out of left field. Like, oh, they had superpowers at the end. They didn't need it. You're watching an MCU movie. Let them have superpowers. You know, like even if it is like a grounded show, you know? And even
2: though the superpower change was one of my lesser enjoyed part, parts of the show, like that's not the re- I would not rate this show low because of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and again, you can think that they did a bad, but it was like the fact that there were superpowers and it was what it was annoying the specific reviewer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're watching an MCU movie, person like come on <laughs> what
1: what's the change with the studio the marvel searchlight is that what you called it
2: yeah yeah did you i see think it? it i think it's search is it searchlight because that was the fox thing like searchlight right
0: maybe that's fox it's spotlight or, or Spot- uh, i think it's
2: marvel spotlight but that, that's why it's confusing because marvel bought fox properties back so disney bought the fox properties. so is it searchlight i think it's spotlight um, and that's what they're going to, that's their label for their new, um, more mature content, which I think there was already one on Disney Plus. I think it was uh, uh werewolves one or something like that. I didn't see it. I, yeah, werewolves. I don't think
0: that, I don't think it was even, so I think that it's more than just the mature content. I think it's supposed to be like standalone projects that you don't necessarily need to see. In order to see, understand like, the rest the... of the MCU the big movies it says marvel this is in variety marvel creates spotlight banner for titles without larger mcu co- continuity the marvel's d- director comes mm. it trial and error figuring it out anyway i think it's meant i think that they will use it a lot for mature you know like uh movies, so it's the marvel
2: netflix universe i think so
0: <laughs> and I, I wonder well i wonder if daredevil is going to be released under or not daredevil shoot um oh my gosh the merc with the Mouth.
2: oh Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah, I wonder if yeah, Deadpool Deadpool's will be released be... under
0: it because you don't really need to see anything of some MCU to yeah. see Deadpool. Uh,
2: they're going to use Deadpool to introduce mutants, uh, like because Wolverine's in it. That's true. Somehow. Okay,
0: but but you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah like all, all the news around this is like, Mar- like the Verge, Marvel's new spotlight branding will help you cut through the MCU's noise. Like I think it's supposed to be like, okay, you can watch this project even if you're not up to date mm. with all the other. With all the other MCU okay. stuff,
2: yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But do you, do you think? And I don't know be, because I've seen it all. It's harder for me to gauge. I feel like you would have had to have seen Hawkeye. The I think Hawkeye, Hawkeye show. but but I think that but I th- the, the first the episode, the first half of that episode,
0: yeah. to where you'd be fine. Like I don't right. think you'd be fine watching Loki without the rest of the MCU. I don't think Loki would be a good standalone show without the rest of the MCU. I think that this is like even if you missed Hawkeye. I do think that that does get a little little weird, but I think that you could still get the you, whole
1: story. You miss you references, but that first half of the first episode, like you said, catches, catches you up it. with the backstory enough to understand the story of the five episodes of Echo, five or six, six. whatever it was. Yeah.
0: Well, you basically yeah. had one episode of recap of Hawkeye, so five and a half we'll go with. Five and a half. Okay.
2: It needed six and a half. <laughs> it needed eight, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> eight would have been better.
0: Well, cool. I like a...
1: I appreciate the Marvel uh, pump up talk with you guys. I'm like I said, I'm very much an enthusiast. I've seen most of the things, although I have been kind of tapering off lately. Like I haven't seen the Marvel's movie I mean, and either. I I haven't even seen season two of Loki, which you said was really good, Doug. So I need to probably get on that.
2: It's,
0: it's pretty solid.
2: It, it's yeah. opposite of it's opposite of this one. It starts slow, but I think ends really well.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I I really hope I'm not eating my words in like 2028 when we come around in in another two and a half, three years or whatever, when we come around and do another Phantology MCU episode. (laughs) But um, I I feel like our episodes for I feel like I was positive and then I went through like the valley of death and now I'm like coming on the other side of like, please be better.
1: (laughs) Well, we got to review Daredevil. I'm going to be pumped for Daredevil. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, we'll do Daredevil next year.
1: Next year. Right. They're filming
0: now
2: correct yeah because they're they had they scrapped everything they reshooting so yeah all right I think the only thing this year is Deadpool after uh, yeah, like that's
0: the only thing this year hmm. I heard Doug did you hear what the rumors are what they scrapped and stuff
2: I I've heard some rumors I've read some articles that it was it was mainly uh, like law and order
0: well I heard from what the the rumors I read which is this is rumors I think it might have been emergency awesome or just some but I heard that they um, had foggy die off screen foggy and what's her face i think that they
2: oh foggy and karen yeah i did foggy hear that they die off screen
0: that they died off screen and that uh he was just kind of moping around doing lawyer stuff for like the first five episodes and yeah Upset that they died and then something
2: kicks off the action and sets in how boring but like
0: that would have been a terrible show i am so glad that that got scrapped
2: like they, re- they rehired both of those actors
0: i saw that and I knew, and I knew that they hadn't gotten hired back, and that there was some drama around that. But to just kill them off off screen, like you can, and ah, oh, that would have been so bad.
2: That yeah, was so just bad. gonna kill them off on screen first episode, and then still
0: go <laughs> fine. Well, yeah, or or just have them. I don't know. Do you can do something if you're not gonna hire the actors back. But yeah, just just mm, having having Daredevil mope around, having two of the characters die out, two of his friends die off screen, that would have just made for really bad, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it would have been terrible. That's why I said it, it was like Law & Order. Yeah. That's everything I read. It was it was like, it was a court procedural uh, without the police investigation. So it was like the the second half of the Law & Order episode for a full episode.
0: And we hmm. saw, you know, we saw how amazing they did with court procedurals in She-Hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all want more of that.
0: <laughs> we all want more of that. You know, it, it's not like that crappy, like, better call us all. Like, who needs those kind of court procedurals? I mean, we got we got She-Hulk in the MCU court procedurals. That's what we need.
1: Oh, anyway. all, right. all right. On that note, good time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you want to uh, check out more Phantology, you can check out all the links on the description below, yada, yada. Join our Discord and talk with us and tell us what we did wrong and what we need to understand about Marvel, whatever. Just do it in a, you know, a nice way. See you guys later.
0: All right. see ya.